Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of Bright Time, which features Matt Weinberg. That name may be familiar to you because Matt is Jay, who was our second podcast guest, older brother. So while we learned a lot about Matt during this podcast, we also learned a lot about Jay through the perspective that only an older brother like Matt could provide. Along with that, we learned about Matt growing up in the Bronx in the 70s, unlike Jay and I, who grew up in the 80s there, his first car, his first girlfriends, the fact that he built several homes in the Hamptons, that he was a member of the Orphans Championship football team, along with me and Jay and several other podcast guests, that he's a graphic designer, and much, much more. So I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast. I enjoyed having Matt on it. And without further ado, I bring you Matt. Hey, Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, nice to be here, but I'm a little upset. I I thought Lon was going to interview me. Yeah, you know, I've been getting a lot of good feedback about Lon's interview. Most people said it was great. Uh, Several people said they don't want me anymore. Um, I I like the interviewer. I don't know about the interviewer. Well, you know, you can't do much about that since it's mine, but everyone said that they liked his, not everybody, a couple people said they liked his lawyer style. That he kind of cross-examined me in a nice, friendly way, but in a lawyerly way. I didn't pick up on that when it was happening. I didn't pick up on that either. All right. You just like <laughs> anyone but me. I just enjoyed it. Okay. So, um, as everyone should know, but just to make sure everyone does know, you are our second podcast guest, Jay's older brother. Right? Well, I'm actually probably about the 100th guest or something <laughs> well, like Jay, that. Well, Jay was the second guest, but you're his brother. And it, oh, you're so older two way. Yeah, well, you're, you're, yes, I guess you are. No, I think you were scraping the bottle, the ba- bottom oh, of the barrel. Everyone said Jay's funny. <laughs> Jay? Yeah. He gets it from me. Well, I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah, we should get that from but, him. Uh, he gets a lot from him. By the way, we're going to have a lot of agreement on yes, the Jay issue. Yes, but I'm surprised that you did get to me. I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm at least happy I got on before Jimmy, uh, the, the orphan's <laughs> referee. Yeah. We're going to get to the orphan's referee. I thought he'd too. be on before me. Uh, Jimmy was the orphan's referee. I and, couldn't uh, make it, right? He's a funny guy. He'd be great to have on, right? And Angelo and that yeah, guy Tony. Yeah. How did dead. I beat them? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, you know, we, we want to tread some similar ground, um, but we don't want to tread the same ground. You obviously being Jay's brother and Jay having grown up in the Bronx means you grew up in the Bronx too. That's correct. But the difference, I guess, between all of us is um, you, you, well, how old are you? I'm 48. <laughs> <laughs> all right, 58. So you're 58. So you are five years old. Ready, the age thing comes no, up. No, that was quick. no, I just want to clear it up. You're, you're five years older than Jay, six and a half more than me. So you grew up in the Bronx in the 70s. And the Bronx changed a lot in that time. Well, so, yes. Well, first, I actually started until I was five in New Jersey. Is that, I didn't know that. Yes, you're going to learn a lot of things about me that you didn't know. Oh, boy. So so Jay never made it. He was You gone before Jay, Jay. Jay was never in New Jersey. Where in New Jersey? Teaneck. Um, why did you move to the Bronx? Well. Who does that? My father. Okay. <laughs> and you know how you were talking about bungalow colonies? Well, yeah. as you know, we were doing that my whole life. We were at a different one before we went to Goodman's. So when I was in a bungalow colony when we were really young, B&K we went to. Okay. My dad, unbeknownst to... So you're away that summer at the Bungalow Colony. Yes, family is. How, as you mentioned in your last one, the family goes away, but the father... Dad stay behind. Stay behind. Okay. 
So he's not only did he stay behind, but he moved us. Unbeknownst to, well, I was only five. Yeah. But he didn't even tell my mom. So wait, let me see if I understand <laughs> this. So you are five years old. Your mom and you are up in the Catskills. Correct. Your dad is in the city. No, no, nothing unusual about that. Right. But the unusual thing was while he was there, he he moved you out of your house and out of your mom's house to the Bronx. That's correct. Without your mom knowing. Absolutely correct. That's a true story. 100% true. Uh, and I'm five years old and I'm driving home. <laughs> and we're both driving home from the country. And, you know, it was like Labor Day. He, is he with you driving he's home now? driving. We're all three of us. Okay. We're driving home. Other siblings weren't born yet. Think, And we're driving home. And it's like, this doesn't look. This you doesn't even look like that. Kansas anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I look up and I see sneakers hanging from the telephone poles. I know something's <laughs> wrong. And he just drove you to the Bronx. He drove us to the Bronx. What was your mother's reaction to this? I was five. I don't remember, but it, I Wait, remember you've never mine. discussed this with, with your mom? She was not happy, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, she's still not happy about it, I'm but, sure. But she just ex- went along with it, I, apparently. I, I don't remember. That's, that's unusual. I just remember I was not happy. This is not, that's upset. not usual behavior for in a marriage, right? That's not usual behavior <laughs> for anybody. <laughs> So, so that's how you ended up in, on that's Matthews I, Avenue. Yes, so my, my dad was a printer in the Bronx, and the oh. Jersey commute kill, was killing him. Oh, it makes perfect sense. But at except, least tell us. Except <laughs> not telling your wife. Yes, that, that so, would well, help. Well, that's a good start for this. So huh? that's what got us into the Bronx. <laughs> so, 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 on a so high note. 2120 Matthews? 2121. Okay. So, uh, but actually, yeah. it was Mulliner. We started off around oh, the corner. Okay. I didn't know. We that. didn't move there till many years later. That was just a block away, though, right? It was around the corner, yeah. Okay. Um, do you remember Jay being born? Uh, like they bring home some bundle of red joy. We have to bring him up so quickly? No, no. I just <laughs> want to get it out of the way. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I remember more my sister than I do. Okay. Well, that makes as far sense. as the, I was older. Yeah, five years old. It, it, you're older, but you know, you're not grown up. So, so what was the Bronx in the 70s like? Do you have any stories about that? Was it all like Skarsky and Hutch? You know, Tito and the Man, right? <laughs> when you grow up in that time, it's normal to you, and yes. you don't know any different or better. And I seemed okay, you know. I I enjoyed it. I had a good childhood. What, what, I, I was there it. a lot of disco going on? Shooting. That was late. The disco was later. Okay, have it. Buildings on fire? Anything like uh, that? As you know, Pelham Park, where we lived, was safe back then. It was uh, yep. there were there were no issues. But as we got older and they bust us around, and mm-hmm. things started to change. But yeah. back and, then, it was good. And bust you around, you're referring to junior high school, which was junior high school 127, yes, yes. which I referred to. And before the podcast started, you, sa- you said to me something like, well, you know, that we went to the same junior high school, and I don't, it, wasn't, it wasn't good. And I said, I don't remember me saying anything about good about junior high school 127. It wasn't compared to what I went through. So you think you went through worse than our Kill Whitey Day stories and things like that? Oh, well, First of all, being a little white Jewish redheaded kid, it, you stand out the, a little more. The redhead the, stuff the, couldn't help. Yes, yes. Couldn't help. No, no, no. The redhead. So was would you get beat up? Would you get smacked in the neck? What, what was the, going the on? The first day I remember being initiated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what happened? I was just walking in the halls and I was always with my friends. I'm sure you know my friend Kenny. I always yeah, mention him. Otherwise known as Strength in Numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and I do and... Everything always happened to me, and somehow they never touched him because the red hair, I think, just stood out. Back then, it was very bright. (laughs) (laughs) I remember it. And some guy had had a football, and he just goes, hand off, and he slams it into my stomach, 
and I couldn't breathe. You knocked the wind out of you. you knocked the That's wind one of the worst me. feelings, right? It was terrible. Okay. I, and that never way, happened to me way. playing football, actually. So wait, your worst story about 127 no, is that my, I handed off a ball to That you. was my first day. <laughs> 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 that was the first was, day. That was your best day. <laughs> that was, yes. It went downhill after that. Okay. Um, and yes, of course, Kill Whitey Day is no myth. Yeah. And the funny thing about... The did, funny thing did about... They kill it? Did they call it Kill Whitey Day back then? They did. Yeah, that's what I remember too. They did. And you would I, you think they would keep that on the down low. You know, <laughs> but I, you know what? I think it was on Martin Luther King's birthday. And back then, there wasn't a holiday. And that's what they, they so would they celebrate by <laughs> killing you. <laughs> and the funny thing is, it was no one, even the parents knew it. So if I said to my mom, well, tomorrow there's no schools. Kill Whitey Day. She goes, yeah, no problem. Is that right? So your yes, mom knew. Yes, it was. My brothers and I all couldn't remember if our parents knew. We assumed that they didn't because what kind of parent would let you go? But you've just confirmed that, in fact, parents did know and they I didn't believe care. so. No, they realized so, it was a day off. So, so what, remind me, what happened on Kill Whitey? Like just a little extra aggression towards us? They would beat you up. I remember a friend telling me that by accident he didn't know it was Kill Whitey Day and he was on the bus going to school. And when he realized it, he made them stop the bus and get off, <laughs> no, no. and he walked back home. That's how bad it but was. But you were there. No, no, I was. I stayed home. I was smart. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you said your mom didn't care. She said no, go no, to school. No, no, no. My mom. Oh, she did. She care. knew it was, a, it was like a holiday. Oh, I see. I see. And so it, we actually had Martin Luther King. We were the first ones who celebrated yes, Martin Luther King yeah, Day yes. by getting a day off. Yes. Right. And the, the, my point is, the parents okay. realized that yeah. and kept us home instead of complaining about it or maybe doing something about it, changing no. the system. They simply just they kept didn't us want home. us to get killed. Yes. And every other day, as Adam pointed out during his podcast, was generally like a half a kill whitey day right it's not like <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like you know they were it was like a, they were treating us to, to kill Matt cupcakes. day <laughs> yeah. yeah so it was tough it was constant uh i got pulled into rooms uh trying to find the big thing was getting your bus pass if you remember i don't they always because you had a it wasn't a regular bus it was a normal it was a city bus city pass. bus every pass. month you had to get a new pass yeah, so they can take it and sell it to, to people and make money and took your bus pass. they always try to take it i always kept it in my sock and they would Never thought to look there. Oh, why? <laughs> why would you look at that genius? Sock? I should have kept it in the All sock. All those years, they never, they never got it. Wow, wow. So I got that. I had uh, what else? I was on a bus and they threw firecrackers and cherry bombs at me. Wow. Oh, I got hit by a bottle rocket once well, at one twenty-seven. He was the same kid or his it brother? Could, yeah, oh, his, his younger brother. brother. So, so yeah, maybe he did have a time. I mean, I don't know how tough I had it because I think I blocked out a lot of it. In addition, I also left a year early. I assume you were there seven, eight, and ninth grade. No, I skipped also. Oh, you did? Well, I didn't skip. I just left a year early to go to Bronx Science, which started a year early than Columbus. I skipped eighth to okay. get out of there early. Good thinking. So I went from seven to nine. This explains a lot, Matt, about you. It does the anger, right? Well, the resentment. The resentment <laughs> at the world. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we did have that. You went to Columbus too, Columbus I did. High School, which is where Jay went, which is where Eric and Adam. Well, Adam went. Eric, I forget if he spent a year there before we moved to Yonkers, but... Had a zip gun put to my head there as well. Did you? Yes, I did. A zip gun? Yes. What's a zip gun? It's like a BB, type of BB gun. If they shoot you with it, you'll, they'll do some You damage. won't die, but you'll hurt, it'll hurt you. And they put it to your head? A kid? They put it to my... Yeah, kid. And said what? And it's, 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 I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> and no. somehow, you know, as usual, I talk my way out of it. <laughs> I should have been a lawyer. <laughs> but, but be careful about that because I know some stories about you trying to talk your way out of things and telling people you're a lawyer and that didn't go so well. I don't recall what uh, you're saying. There you, you, you should have, actually, you should have been a lawyer with that answer. That's right. So it sounds to me like you might have even had it worse. And again, I don't know if it's because you had red hair. 
Uh, Jay had red hair, so I mean, I think it might Jay have been a little. Jay has red hair, and he's known as Jay with the red hair. <laughs> I have red hair. I'm known as Carrot Top. <laughs> That's what well, happens. You have to have better friends with better. It'll you know, give you but better. I, you know what? I would always say to those people, Carrot Tops are green. Yeah. So yeah. then they just call me Carrot. Jay used to do that too. <laughs> we used to make fun of him for that response. So um, yeah, the Bronx is pretty bit, damn bad. Um, you referred to Goodman's along the way. Uh, which is the bungalow colony that me, Eric, Jay, Adam have all referenced. Um, you came there with Jay, obviously. Jay was 13 when he came there, so you must have been about 18. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I would come just on the weekends, like the dads. Yeah, so you so you had started college, basically, or starting college, no, and you would come college. up for the weekend. So, college. yeah, you were in a whole different world than us. We were, like, in camp or becoming camp counselors, and you were the guy who was coming there and going out and having fun. Yeah. So what was that like? It was fun. <laughs> well, actually, what I remember the most, the fun part, was the playing on the softball team up there. And That's it right. Was the men's softball team. And they were only allowed two um, kids okay. under 23 okay. at the time. See, one time I actually was. Well, by the way, you know, Jay and I both played on the men's softball team, too. Yeah, C team. Well, I was nine years old, so... And I was on the B team, baby. Well, but you were like 27 or something, right? 23. Okay. So, yeah, softball was great. So it was, and it was that, fun playing with the men's teams. Would, because they would take it so seriously. Yeah. And they, they would get they, into fights. Yeah. And, and, it, and was it, was, it was Do you remember... I remember this way, like, seeing them getting into fights and arguing. And you're, you're on the team with them. They're adults, but they're acting in a way... Yes, like, I'm you've never more, seen them I'm acting. I'm more mature than they are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, like, that they were acting that way in front of you because you were their teammate, even though you're kind of young. I mean, I was. I remember being on a team at fifteen, uh, with adults. Yeah, it was fun though. It was kind of cool. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. To me, that was that's why I went up there. Yeah, it wasn't like my previous bungalow colony where I had all my friends. It wasn't as many people my age because we would just yeah. come up on weekends anyway. And you would go out to the bars and whatever it was. Did we did the chalet? Yeah, the chalet. Recall. Oh, Jay is so upset that we never got to the age where we go to the chalet bar. Yeah, it was but, the big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, did you have a car up there? Yes, that, <laughs> I did until you until I went to Europe for four months. What are, you, what, what are you talking about? What are you are you accusing me of something? I am, and my brother. Well, okay, so what was was your first car? The car that you're referring to? What did you, you have know? It may have been my sec my second. Okay, I let me just set this up for Go you, ahead. and you can knock it out of the park. Go ahead. But uh, I remember you owning a a kind of a baby blue Mercury Capri. Yes, am so I remember that was that my first one, and I also remember. That when you would go away for the weekends, you would leave your car there. You would be there for the weekends. When you go back, you would leave the car there and the f- at, at the bungalow colony. No. Yeah, yeah. Actually, well, you'll change your mind in a moment. Okay, go ahead. Um, and as soon as you left to go back to wherever you went back to, it was almost like the scene in Ferris Bueller where they bring the Ferrari into the park <laughs> in the garage. And as soon as they Ferris leaves with his friends, they go zooming off in it. Yes. Jay would get take the yes, keys. But you guys got it wrong. What do you mean we got it wrong? We got it wrong. What part did we get wrong? See, you always think you're so right, but you, you got it wrong. <laughs> okay, tell me. I will. I don't know. What did I say that I was will, wrong? I will explain it to you. Okay. On the, the only way I was able to get home was to take my car. Yeah. The car was, what happened was I, that summer I went to Europe. I backpacked Europe for four months. Okay. And I left the car there. Okay. That's why the car. So that's why I'm not, my recollection there. that the car was there the was, car was, was there. correct. It just, but the it reason why. The whole, pretty much I, the whole summer. Now it's coming back. Yeah. And so literally you get on a plane, Jay takes the keys. Yes. And me and Jay, what are we, Jay 16, we got a car. Yeah. And unbeknownst to me. Of, oh, of course. Why would we tell you? No, your no, dad no. didn't tell you we were moving. Why should we tell you we <laughs> exactly. your car? So we had your car. By the way, nice car for a kid. And um, yeah. this is what I remember about that car. 
I mean, that was the first time I went, you know, with a kid driving me. Jay's, I'm 15, Jay's 16. He's a, he had his permit for like 10 minutes. We got your car. We didn't tell you. And there's eight, you have an eight track cassette player in there, which was pretty cool. Well, well my REO tapes. Yes. And I remember distinctively the Phil Collins About Face eight track. Yes. You had that in there. Still do. <laughs> Of course you do. So, I was listening to it on the way here. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? So we, we had a great time with your car um, until one time in the Bronx. So it must have been that same. It was probably the same time period. You're still gone. We're back in the Bronx. He, we're still driving your car. And Jay, he was so, you know, he did a good job with it. Like he didn't, we treated it nicely. We weren't like two jerks. You know, we knew we were doing wrong. We didn't want to screw up your car. But he was just parking one time right in front of your house. And do you know the story? Because we might not have told you ever. No, I know he cracked the headlight or yeah, something. Yeah, he cracked like he cracked the back the back light, right, whatever. Right. And we were very we But were, it's funny how I found out. How'd you find out? It's typical uh, you know, Jay had a brain fart as usual. Oh, are you saying Jay does stuff? No, like he's that? very he's very intelligent. <laughs> but not in this case. Okay. I had no idea. I was back from Europe for probably weeks and I mm-hmm. had no idea. Okay. And then uh, for weeks, so you didn't. And I'm driving my car. By the way, Jay had fixed it. We had fixed it. I remember. Yes, it was it was fixed. So I didn't. I didn't know. No reason for you to know. No reason for me to know. He never, of course, would tell me. But he blows it. But he blows it because he takes the broken light. Instead of throwing it out, he put it under the seat for some reason. And he left. And one day, yeah, he left it there, and I looked under the seat, and I saw a broken light, and. I eventually figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Two geniuses. <laughs> yes, yes. So that... And didn't my mom know that you guys were taking the car for a joyride? She was the one who gave us the keys, I think. She did. I'm going to have to talk, talk to her By the way, the, the moms could deny these things, but I'm pretty sure we don't just take the keys. Like, she knew what was going on. Where did she think we were going? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, so I wanted to thank you for the car. We had a lot of fun with that. Did you end up driving it at all? You know, I'm sure he let me at some oh, point. Lovely. Long yes. before I ever had a single lesson. Lovely. But but I, I wasn't the one who crashed it or anything, so. Even it was the Capri that you were driving. Yeah, it was the Capri. I love the Capri. Because I had a Pulsar after oh, that. The you, red okay. one with the lights that pop up. By the way, yeah, I remember the Pulsar. Did you drive that one too? No, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't drive the Pulsar, but I remember it because you kept it 20 years more than its actual expiration date. That <laughs> I, car was I the think, older. I think I did that with the the first one. I don't know. The Pulsar, I think you did. Didn't you have like just a year or two ago? No, I had a, the Sebring convertible. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Sebring, the white one. Yes. It was it was great. Yes. Yep. So you had some good cars. So 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 let's move past the cars in the Bronx. Um, I'll tell you this. So okay. when I first became friends with Jay, I'm like twelve or thirteen. You're eighteen or nineteen, and you're starting to date, or I don't know when you started dating, but you had girlfriends. I remember a girl named Darla, mm-hmm. and I don't I, I didn't really meet her, or maybe I did, but Jay would tell me stories about you dating because. Jay, by the way, we're going to get to this in more detail. You know, he worshipped you. He did. He still does. Um, you know, that's debatable. <laughs> Maybe he does. But he worshipped you, and he would tell, you know, Matt's dating this girl, Darla. And he would have stories, and you you were like our penthouse forum. Like, you know, any story Matt had, Matt played spin the bottle, Matt, you know, Matt played strip poker, whatever it was. He would tell stories, and to us, you know, 13-year-olds who didn't know what a girl was, these were, you know, exciting, great stories. So, um I always remember that very distinctly. But um, you also eventually got engaged, didn't you? Yes, I did. And to a, girl, a woman named Helene. Yes. And, you know, let me just, let me just take a step back here. Like, you know, it, that story, and you're about to tell it, but my, when I think of your story with Helene, um, it reminds me of a stoic philosopher 
His name was Masonius Rufus. Oh, boy. And this was like almost 2,000 years ago. And he basically said something like, consider how often things have already happened to us, not as we wished, but as was best for us. And when I think of that quote, I think of you and Helene. Because, um, and I'll let you tell the rest of it, you were engaged to be married. And two weeks before, or something like two that. Two weeks. Two yep. weeks before, um, you were no longer engaged. That's true. And I'm sure you weren't happy at the time. Uh, but, you know, there's a good there's a good ending to the story. So tell us about Elaine and what happened. Well, there's not much. I'm not going to get into specific details. But, yes, two weeks before. <laughs> what specific details are you afraid? There's no more details. Okay. Two weeks before, she basically ended it. Um, and it turned out that she was seeing somebody else. Yeah. And she ended up marrying him not, not that long after. Yeah. So how did you feel when you found out about that? <laughs> that, that's a good question to ask. <laughs> and you're a lawyer? <laughs> good, bad, not happy. You know. Yes, I was not happy. You were sad. Yes, I was How sad. sad. But okay, so actually, this no, is it was, it was very upsetting. Of was course. it crushing? Like, what did it did it put you into a tailspin for months or years? Or it, it, it was. I was depressed for a long time, mm-hmm. but not to the point where I couldn't function. Yeah, and I remember letting my mom know. It, it, I let I told her right before Passover dinner. So you're getting ready for the wedding, and you have to tell her there's no wedding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we had an engagement party. We had all those things. I don't remember being invited. No, no. Okay. That was correct. Your recollection <laughs> is correct. <laughs> so you tell your mom? And- I told her as we were going to our aunt's house for Passover, and my mom was very good at just, it's fine. It's Don't fine. worry about it. Yeah. You know, roll right off her shoulders, even though, of course, it bothered her because it bothered me. Of course. But um, as you say, things happen for the best. And I can't imagine not having my wife and kids and all of that. Yeah. And the funny thing is, as I was mentioning to you earlier, this it, it was a whole reaction after that that didn't just affect me, but it changed the course of history for other people. Like whom? Well... Because of because of that breakup, I started. I was single for many years. I started going to Concord singles dances and all those things. And who would go with me? Were those me? square dances? What kind yeah, of dances they, are you talking they about? Were square dances. They were, <laughs> were single dances. <laughs> but you would stay up there for the weekend, and okay. it was just like a crazy Jew party, basically. Okay. Okay. Um, no, up in Monticello, sure. it was it was nuts. And Jay would, of course, come, and yep. sometimes some of his friends. Would come and it was. It became a whole ritual, and Jay eventually met Carol there. So, so it changed his life. So, so if it changed his life. If it wasn't for for her, yeah, Jay wouldn't have those kids. Would wait, be different. Wait, so you're suggesting that Jay wouldn't have found a singles party without you telling him? It seems Not like that one. You think where you, he you, would met where he met Carol? I see. I see. It's that specific one. Yeah, I mean it, it's funny. I mean obviously, I you could. It's funny, when you, these conversations happen, you can kind of think, I wouldn't have had the kids I had now and my wife now, who I'm very happy with. But, you know, obviously, if you had married Helene, you could say, oh, look, I would have had kids there. I would have loved those kids. But here's the thing that really makes it different and not as good. You know, Helene, you know, she's a cheating, terrible girl, right? Yeah. So, like, thank goodness you found out before the marriage, you could have married her very easily. And I know guys who did. And, you know, within a year, this is happening or or two years in, or maybe you have a six-month-old child and you find out she's cheating. So, you know, looking back, obviously, it's a good thing that happened, that it happened the way it happened. And that's kind of what the the quote's about, right? I mean, you know, it could have been a lot worse, right? Like, you, you got out of it in a way 
that other guys have sometimes gone down further down the road and you yeah. know, led to a bad situation. I mean, I don't know if she was the type that if we were married, she would cheat, but I, I think that... Yeah, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now. I, yeah, she would have, <laughs> but she did. Oh, you, no, I think she, the bonds had, her, I think she had her, her, her... She wasn't sure either way. I, I think... As she had her doubts. Is what she had saying. her doubts as time got closer. So she wanted to make sure by cheating on you? I mean, no, I think that just put her over the edge. She's, she, she, you Listen, were engaged. I'm not making excuses. Yeah, well, it sounds like you are. She's, she, she were engaged to her. She, she cheated on you. She's a cheater, like... And that's good to get rid of her. Yes. Yeah. So um, in hindsight, though, it all worked out. Yeah. So let me just ask you, like, go in a different direction for a second. You know, this was a question I had from a listener who wanted me to pose it to you, which is, what was it like growing up with a brother with special needs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, I'm yeah. I'm referring to Jay. Yes. Um. You know what was you know what was it like growing up with Jay? Well, you know how when you were singing your podcast, how you felt you weren't the best big brother. Because you kind of ignored your brother. Well, I was just the opposite. You, oh, you're the he, best, best big brother. He was just, oh, he, I always took him with me. If I played football, he would, I'd take him with me and little Jay would be the giver. So it was just always, so, so, always with us. So, you know, Lon was trying to excuse me. but He was trying to make me feel better when I said I wasn't a good big brother by saying, you know, that's what big brothers do. But you're the perfect example that, no, some do take, why did you take him along? I mean, he was five years old. Maybe, you know, he was five. We needed a giver. <laughs> <laughs> and everything came from that. We had an odd number of guys. <laughs> All right, know? so you needed a giver. That, that explains it. If I needed a giver, I would have taken yes. my brothers no, too. I took them. We, whatever we did, I, for the most part, I included them. I just did. Yeah. And, well, and it I, wasn't much, he wasn't much fun back then. Yeah. Let me tell no, you. no, uh, he's not that much fun <laughs> now. But um, he, um, he worshipped you. And I had a ringside seat to it. So Jay and I are... Friends starting when I'm 12, he's 13, change. And, you know, we're best buddies. But Jay, um, this was a problem. It eventually led to us not being friends. And you were the Me? cause of it. Really? Absolutely. I never knew this. Oh, it's totally your really? fault. Uh, it's yeah. honestly telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. So this is what Jay did. And this gets back to our podcast with Jay when we talked about when we weren't friends. Wait, as long as we're talking about him, he'll be happy. Exactly. <laughs> Jay is the guy who wrote the thing. The only bad publicity is your exactly, obituary. Exactly. So, um, so Jay and I would have plans, and you would ask him along to a football game or whatever it was, and he would cancel our plans to go with you. Really? Yeah. And he would do this, you know, I don't remember how frequently, but frequently enough that, you know, that's a real jerky thing to do. We, we were going to see a movie, and he's like, I can't go. Matt invited me to this, or he would lie about it, or whatever he would do. And this would go on for some time, and the Florida trip, which we talked about during his podcast, where he kind of flat left us to go with his girlfriend, um, that was the final straw. And there wouldn't have been a final straw if there wasn't all the straws that you caused, because he would always want to chase you around. So I was tired of him, you know, flat leaving me. I said, you know, enough Jay. Interesting. And for almost two years, we weren't friends because of you. Interesting. Do you want to apologize to breaking <laughs> us up? <laughs> well, now it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. But uh, it's but all those things you said are yeah. are correct. And it's funny because I even used a lot of that when I said when I made a speech at his wedding. You know, one of the things I said was that Jay does everything that I do. He did. I mean, pretty much everything. I but went. You play guitar. 
I played guitar. He, he played guitar. He would use your guitar. I remember you, you, you were a Chief fan. He talked about that during the podcast. Uh, well, that story is for me. Of course it is. And right. I, but we, won't, we don't, shouldn't even talk about it. He, he told the story, but that, it was really your story. That's right. I went into art. He went into art. What a coincidence. He used my portfolio to get his first job, for this God's is, sake. This is pathetic. I went to Buffalo State. He went to Buffalo oh, State. What, what are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think got him working out? You. Exactly. <laughs> I have red hair. He has red hair. It's, it never ends. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so he makes fun of you. But he's just a clone of you. Yeah. And, they, and his defense is, I'm a better clone. Well, I mean. No, no. He's a worse clone. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, kind of have to agree hearing it this way. Like, you never, I never heard it really put together this way. But he's really just a f- copy, of, like a sad copy of you. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 go to off of Jay for a second because, you know, he's very sensitive and, you know, he's probably <laughs> not enjoying this right now. But All right. So one thing you guys did productively together as well as with Jay's wife, Carol, is you guys started selling shares in houses in the Hamptons, which people who are familiar with the Hamptons would know that's a common thing. You know, people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, or now even older, mm-hmm. would buy summer shares in houses with lots of people, and you guys would sell those and make money from that. But at some point, you guys decided, let's build our own house. Yes, so we can get more people in. That's right. You And you, you guys built how many houses in the Hamptons? Two. That's right. So Prior tell- to that, it was also in investing in a lot of other real estate. Yeah. But this was a group share, as you, as you had so, mentioned. So, so tell the vast audience um, what, what a group share is and what you did and how you built the house. Well, I went with a friend of mine to the Hamptons just... And as, this was your as, idea again, not Jay's, right? Of course. It was, I was, it was my <laughs> flux capacitor, as we would say. <laughs> okay, good. I was fluxing. <laughs> and... Um, I just did what's called a quarter share. You're up there for four weekends. This is you as a guest just now. Me as a guest with a friend, just to meet to meet people. Yeah, and to you were uh, single at the time. I was still single at the time. Okay, and um, there were I don't know maybe twenty people in the house, and I started doing the math based on what you pay and how much I paid, and I said, well, I can do this, and just put in twice as many people. So. I went to Jay because I wanted Carol to help, not Jay. <laughs> he was just along for the ride. Carol has a good business sense. Yes, I needed her business and savvy. Jay, Jay just went can drive you guys to the Hamptons, yeah. I guess. Right? Jay was good in selling the shares. <laughs> <laughs> the two of them, they would sell. He would sell shares, even though he was never up there. So this is so. Just to backtrack a moment, so you guys decided you're going to going to fill up a house, not one that you built, but some house that already rent a house. You'd rent a house. So we would go up there, look for a house that can fit. As many people as possible. And then we would basically become salespeople. And you have to try to sell people to get them up to that house for the summer. Yeah. Some half shares, quarter shares, whatever it takes until you fill up every spot. And you're basically selling to Manhattan singles. Pretty much. I mean, you have Long Island and the boroughs, but for the most part, Manhattan. And you you did this for how many years? God, we must have. Before you built the house. Before we built the house, I think three or four. Yep. And you guys were making a, a lot of money, right? We were, yeah, we were doing well. Not not you know you still had to pay a lot of money for the for the, the house you're renting. Yes, and there was risk involved. Obviously, you 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 committed to the rental and you had and to fill was, it up. And there was big security yeah. deposits and all kinds of things. And yeah. then you, our last year doing it was four years and of doing that. And the last year we did that, we had a terrible landlord. We had issues. He tried to take us to court. And um, for not um, for not having the house in the proper 
demean, you know, when we left. Yeah. It, they, he said that we ruined the house. So, so he's he, trying to, And he knew what we were doing. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a secret. So, yeah. so you at some point realized, hey, we, we can make more money. We can get rid of these headaches. Yeah. So, yeah. You, so how do you build a house? We saw another friend who did shares and we were, a friend of ours was in his house and we looked at it and we couldn't believe the size of this house and that like a big thing to sell to sell shares is a lot of people want to make sure they have their own bathroom and that their bathroom you know is not in another part they, of the house so they don't mind sharing a room with a few of their friends they have a bathroom but they don't especially women I would so presume so we went to this house and they had had like nine bedrooms and every bedroom had its own bathroom and they it had a tennis court and it was like a, a spot it was unbelievable yeah so we found out who the builder who he used and we looked into it we bought land and we built basically the same we told him to build us the same house and then other than we improved yeah. on you didn't it. need an architect you just said that plan yes and a we, little better but we improved throw a few more bathrooms in so we had a, a nine bedroom ten bathroom house with a pool, full uh, full court basketball court, a tennis court, separate from the basketball, a yeah. stand volleyball, yeah. hot tub, pool table, a Everything. full finished basement that we threw another 10 people down there with the bathroom. So how many people did you stuff into that house? It fit 40. We probably had 50 on a weekend with guests and whatever. So. And by the way, I, I don't really care about the money of it all, and it's all old news, but like... What could you make in a, in a situation like that? For one summer, you have a house and you you have to share, like, what's the, the range of money you can make in some situation like that? Because I assume most people don't know. Yeah, over 100000 Just for, like, this should be, I thought it was more than that, like, to be shared among you, you partners, right? Yeah. Oh, well, it was over. It depends. Just for a summer. It depends because you also had, we're still paying a mortgage, you know. I we, see. So we when had expenses. But you can, you could profit almost six figures is, yeah, if you did it yeah, right. Yeah, but it also helped pay off the house, which was an investment in itself. That's right. So the house is hopefully appreciating and. And then we would, during the week, we'd rent it out to other people. During the New Year's, we'd rent it out in the off season. So. Yeah. And, and. It, you know, I might be jumping ahead. Eventually, you sold these homes when you decided you wanted to get out for whatever reason. And am I correct that Beyonce looked at one of your houses? Yeah, that's true. What, how, what, what is that about? I don't know. We, we got a call from the you realtor. Were... We never. I wasn't up there, so I don't. I didn't see it firsthand. Okay. I think at the time I didn't even know who she was. <laughs> <laughs> but supposedly she was looking at the house and interested in buying it just because it was like, um, you know, it was like Club Matt. You know, no, I, I mean. I mean I used to joke that I had a one sixteenth share. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Mr. Jay would bring me up once in a while, but um, you know, it's funny. I, I don't remember coming up to the house almost ever when you guys owned it. It was more. No, you did. I remember we played basketball. You came up with Vinny one year, and you guys owned it at that point. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wasn't coming up too often. I remember after you guys sold it, we we went to the Hamptons a couple of times. Jay and I and Tim and, and right. Dave and um, yeah, that was afterwards. Yeah, so um, that was a great run. Oh, it was, it was great. And the reason, just so to, to put an end to the story, you guys decided to sell. Why is that? It was just at that time we were both married. Well, Jake was married throughout most of it, and mm-hmm. I was the one up there dealing with everything. And um, once I got home, uh, it was we moved to Westchester. I got married. I had a daughter. 
it was just too much to go back and forth and you'd get calls in the middle of the night because we would then rent it out during the summer so we didn't have to deal with it, it on a daily basis and we'd rent it out to someone else that was dealing with shares yeah. but we'd get complaints and calls it, th- and there was risk involved too right like I know Jay was issues saying with the police and there was always this kind of like antagonistic relationship between people like you guys who were bringing in a lot of people into the Hamptons and it was very good for the business owners but you know, obviously, it brought noise and other, you know, quality of life yes, issues. The, the neighbor, the neighboring homes did not like it, no. even though we did economically. We really did help the uh, community, without a doubt. But you, but the risk was there was always a, the risk that there would be a complete shutdown. They zone you out of existence, and you'd be stuck. And I, I think yes. Jay got worried about that. I presume you did too. It was yeah, there was always risk like that. We even you could only have a certain amount of cars parked. Yeah. In your parking lot, we always had too many. We had to shuttle them back and forth. There didn't were didn't you hire somebody who was like we had the a, wife of the chief of police yes, we had, to sit on your driveway? Both of them, yes, to sit in our driveway. <laughs> so there only certain amount of cars would get through <laughs> because they would come in and count cars. And if you had too many cars. Under they, the zoning rules. Under the, yes. They, they would find you or ticket you or whatever it yeah, was. And then they can go into the house and then find out more, you know, get, you get into more trouble. And. And you met a lot of people there. Like, you dated for a while I there, I met right? my wife doing that. That's you, how I met Judy. Judy's your wife? Yes, she is. That's so how I met her. She was in your Hamptons house? She was. And she, I presume that she was attracted to you, besides you know, just being handsome, that you were the, the homeowner, right? Yeah, I think it was, a, that was, it was all about that. I can't, tell you how, <laughs> I can't tell you how many girls liked me because of that, because so, I was the owner. <laughs> but to, to give Judy credit, <laughs> when we met... I, it was when we rented the house. It wasn't. It was before I built my own house. Oh, okay. oh hold on a second. I think I think we're getting a call from a listener. Oh no, not a listener. Hello, hello yeah, you're on the air with Bright Time. Oh, 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 I can't believe I'm on the air. Hold on, let me turn my radio down. <laughs> it's just it's so great to be back. Thank you for taking my call. I've called before. I just want to say hello to your guest. Hi, Matt. Hey, how are you, listener? I'm doing good. Uh, I just had a couple of questions for you. So I understand that you worked in the Empire State Building. Have you got to that story yet? No, no, we uh, we haven't talked about the Empire State Building at all. But Matt, I understand you did work in the Empire State Building. No, that is not actually. I worked around the corner from the Empire State. Oh, Building. around the corner, listener. Yeah. Uh, we we, we when you, while you were working there, were you there for the grand opening of it, or years later? <laughs> <laughs> That's not yeah, we're starting start, start right in with the age cracks. <laughs> my question to you, Matt, is, you know, you're a bright guy. Everybody knows you. And I just wanted to ask, what is it like to be a very bright guy, but to have a brother who is so, I don't know, what's the political word, mentally challenged or just not nearly as bright as you? <laughs> what's that like? Uh, it's, you know, it's just like bringing up... Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he we, want, we wanted to name him Special Ed when he was young, but we yeah, changed I mean, it somebody, to Jay. Somebody had to get the muscles and, and the, the nice thick red hair, and somebody <laughs> had to get the, uh, the, the, the academics, and clearly we know who got who. Anyway, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I just I want to just thank you and for being on the podcast, and, and just one more thing. Just, I just want to say a little something about Matt. You know, people complain about Matt being frugal. And I just, I don't think it's frugal at all. I think it's just just an intelligent way to be. And, you know, growing up in the Great Depression, I'm sure it wasn't easy for you. And uh, anyway, enough of me. Go back to the podcast. And thank you very much. (laughs)
I knew there was that elephant in the room, and I'm not just talking about Cousin Dave. That's having a giggling, giggling fit. Oh, oh that's well, great. Any chance I get to insult him back, I have to. I have to take. So, um. So Matt, I see you looking at your list. Is there some topic you want to hit before I? I, well, I, I got a million I, of them. I also wanted to say that after um, after my engagement broke off, I lived in Yonkers for a while. That's when you made it big. That's when I made it big. Yeah, you moved to Yonkers. That was oh a... yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I I made it so big that I had to live for two years with Adam. Adam, Adam Freed. Freed. Yeah. So you know Adam Freed. His name is unfamiliar to our podcast listeners, but Adam, well, maybe, I'm not sure if he's ever come up. Adam was your friend from Buffalo State, right? No, no. Adam was a friend growing up from- But didn't he go, did, he didn't go to Buffalo State? No, he went to Buffalo University. You been. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, but I, I mean his downgrade. mom and my mother grew up since they were young kids. So childhood friends, you know Adam your, your so whole we life. grew up our whole lives. How old's Adam? He, He's in between ages of J and I. So. 54, 55 yeah. kind of thing. Yep. Right. So, but you're his friend. You remain friends through college years. Yeah. And then you move in with Adam. He when, moves in with me. Okay. Because the condo that I bought with Helene. Was pre- you were going to we live were there. live there with her. I, I stayed there. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't afford to stay there by myself now that she wasn't there anymore. Yep. So Adam... I convinced Adam to move in with me. So he moves in, and that's kind of when, even though I knew Adam from the bungalow colony because he was there too, um, that's when I got to know Adam a little. And then Adam got married to Janine. And then. Well, no, first he got married to someone else. Oh, you might be ruining his podcast. <laughs> yes, but I will say, <laughs> not to give anything away, but they were all living in my apartment. It was him and his girlfriend and her son in my one bedroom, <laughs> Is that right? in my one bedroom apartment. Oh, and his. His office was out of my apartment, so we had boxes and boxes of his supermarket if stuff. If this is true, I don't know how to react. But that's the kind of friend I am. Well, yeah. well, it's funny. I became very good friends with Adam um, because I, when Adam moved, Adam eventually moved out of your apartment and down the block. Yes. When he got married. Yes. And I lived on the same block as you and in the same building as you. Well, I wanted to bring that up as well because... Please bring it up. It's all you Denevskis seem to follow me around. You think that's you what's going that. on? Well, first it's you. You move into my building. Yes. Then you move down the road. Yes. Right? So then finally you move away. You get rid of me. Thank God. Yes. And then what happens? Your brother Adam moves into the building. He did move into the building. So I couldn't take it anymore. So we leave. You we move the to cr- Croton. And who follows me? Eric. Eric, your other brother. So, so you think it's all about you? I think you guys, you know how Jay used to follow me yes. around? Now it's you guys. Now it can't it's the be, It can't be a coincidence. It's so, so it's funny with, with Adam, you know, I, I was going to go with Adam, but we're going to save Adam for Adam. Yes. He's got to get down here at some point. Okay. So um, you were on the Orphans Championship football team, were you not? Yes, I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, Just explain, in case you didn't let, let me explain to the listeners why that's the funniest thing in the world. Um, so Matt was on our team all those years, and um, I was the quarterback. And Matt, like most of the people on the team, everybody else was a receiver. And um, we'd have a huddle, and we'd plan the next play, and everyone would come back to the huddle and say, 
I'm so open. I'm open. Why aren't you throwing it to me? Now, I had a different perspective. Most of the time, people were draped over the backs of the receivers, including Matt. But Matt's line was, I'm open. But uh, the truth is, there was one time when you actually were open. And that was in the championship game. I scored two touchdowns, by the way. I thought it was one. Maybe. We have to look at the we have to look <laughs> I'm at pretty the sure it was only one. But um, we played for many, many years. And then eventually... One more than you scored. Well, I was the quarterback. <laughs> that was hard. Yeah. And I might, have, I might have scored. No, I didn't. But um, in 1997... Somehow our team, I don't know if we, you know, something was in the water or we had super, you know, vitamin pills that year, but we became really good. We were like a nine and seven team on average. And that year we were just fantastic. Yeah, yeah we were. I, do you understand? Why would that be the case even? How did we get so well, good? It was also, I think, a, the summer league. It was the spring league. Spring league, Which right. was a weaker competition, yes. which obviously was a big part of it. Yes. But we were just... But we still beat teams and we were always... The older team. Yeah. And and by older, you know, we were in our late 20s, early 30s, and this was a league of younger kids. Right. And at that age, that makes a difference. But it was it was a good chip on our shoulder because they everyone thought they would they, beat us. They were going to crush us. So and the, we were like 12 and 2 or something. Yeah, we were but, really good. And then we, we go to the playoffs. I mean, and then we go to the championship game. We bring down the wives. Were you married? You weren't married? I had a girlfriend there at the time. Okay. And... You know, it's a big deal. There's thousands of dollars on the line because it's a prize. Yeah, money. Legal. And you... Um, I scored the first touchdown. You, did you? Yep. There's a funny picture. I wish I could... I, I keep talking about linking pictures to the podcast. I, I'm just too lazy. But there's a picture of you. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm going to show it to you later. Um, someone took a picture of, of the championship game and during a play, and you're in the back of the end zone with your hands up, and I swear you're yelling, I'm open. I probably was. <laughs> and, uh, and there's a guy to your left, one inch to your left, and one, like, you are the least open guy if in the world. Pat Mahomes, he threw the ball right down the middle. <laughs> you're doing no a cheap problem. reference. The truth is, you did score a touchdown. We won that championship. We won a couple thousand dollars. It was, yeah. it was a pretty exciting stuff. No, it was. And what you tend to forget also is prior to the orphans, we played for years... As the dream team. That's right. Against, like, you knew some a, guys. Yeah, we, a guy from work. The guy Drew. We would drive yes. down to Brooklyn. We drove. The, we played in Brooklyn. And uh, he'd come to us. We and, were, like, right next to this Verrazano Bridge yeah, just yeah, to yeah. play football. And we played all these young... He was also younger. And we were crushing everybody. And we were crushing them. And they... He talked all week, you know, at work, how he was going to kill us, and blah, blah, blah. We killed but, them. Yes, but meanwhile, during halftime, if you recall, they're all sitting there on the sideline smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> So they, they couldn't breathe 40, by 30 the third pounds, quarter. 30 pounds overweight. But, <laughs> but uh, they but thought we, they were good. we played everybody, and we we were undefeated back then. Yeah, we were, we, and we really thought we were the greatest things ever. We were. And that's why we joined the league. We eventually joined. Right. And, you know, we had a lot of great stories from that. We we played all over, around the city. You know, sometimes we tried to get Jay, John F. Kennedy Jr. to play with us. Like Yes, we did see him out know, there with us. Sometimes we, you know, were playing in Harlem, and there's crack vials everywhere because yeah. it's, it's the early 90s. I mean— we had a lot of stories. We, we did. <laughs> but it was great. I, I have to say that I have to agree with Tim. He was the best. <laughs> <laughs> Are you mocking Tim? No, he was the best. He was the best. I'm agreeing with him. You agree with Tim. I agree with Tim. He I, was the best I, on the team. I, I, agree, I agree too. I agree too. He's the best. So um, so we're getting late in the podcast. So And you brought a list. And I love guys who prepare. And it's typewritten. Well, yes, that's I do prepare. Get, get, if we only had one more topic, and we have more, but if we only had one more topic, what's on your list that we we haven't hit yet? Because well, I do quickly, you know, 
want to bring up, I know how we're always teasing about the age, but the funny thing is that when I was in college, because I skipped eighth grade, as we brought up earlier, I was the youngest one there. I was the youngest one with all my friends. I, I finished my freshman year at 17. I graduated at 20. So I was always the younger one. <laughs> so it's weird, so you know, you, hanging we... out when I hang out with Jay, it's Jay's younger, my younger brother, Jay's friends. And he's course, the oldest of his younger that's of right. his friends, too. So of course I'm going to be the oldest. It feels, why, if you feel ancient, but you're not. But you're... that's why I don't hang out with you guys that much. <laughs> and that's why I'm surprised I'm even invited to something like this. <laughs> because everyone talks about how much they love you and Brian, we love Brian. But you don't love... No, I tolerate you. Yeah, that's fact, it. When I, when I was... Um, when I first met you, when I became friends with Jay and I was 12, you had a nickname for me. It was Byron. Byron, that's right. You called me Byron yeah, for just, many years. Just to annoy you. Just right? to annoy you. I me. knew your real name. <laughs> I, 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 thought it was, I, I just liked having a nickname. <laughs> I'll take Byron. Uh, okay. By the way, you have a sister, don't you? And Jay does too, right? Yes, we both have a you sister. You know, we should mention Sue. Same person. We should mention Sue <laughs> because, you know, she's your sister. Yeah, she was Sue, the younger one. Sue has been working for 20 plus years for HBO. That's and right. She's, she's in finance, and accounting, and she's out in California, has yep. been for a while. Mm -hmm. So the big question really I have for you is, who do you like better, Jay or Sue? Oh, I thought it was going to be why she's still single. No, no. <laughs> she's smart. But, uh, but Who do I like better? Yeah, Jay or Sue? I can't answer that. Okay, let me put it this way. That's, a, that's an unfair <laughs> question. That's unfair. Let me put it this way. Let's say you're in a house with Jay and Sue, and it goes on fire, and you can only save one of them. Who do you save? Neither. <laughs> You wouldn't say the cat. Say, so it's that close? Like you don't you don't want to pick pick somebody? No, I'm obviously I'm closer with Jay just because we're closer in age. We're both no. chief fans and 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 males suffered together as a result of that. And she's I don't see her as much now. She's in California, so it's Jay. So it would probably have to be Jay as much as I hate to admit it. <laughs> but, but do you want to say you should probably say something nice about Sue now? Well, she knows uh, she's a <laughs> she's right behind them. <laughs> she's before mom. <laughs> How's your mom doing? She's good. Yeah, yeah, she's good. She misses your mom. I know, I know. They, you know, our our mom. I mean, I, I don't know if it's come up in the podcast, but our yeah. moms are best friends. That's right. And my mom's gone since August, so it's been eight months. And your mom's coming back from Florida. She now. just she just got back a few days. It's ago. It's going to be weird without my mom around. It it is. It was weird in Florida without her. What is she, you know? I was talking to Jay just a couple of days ago. Your mom's got to like find some senior centers, and meet new friends. And they're out there, by the way. Yes. And Jay told me I should send him some links to them. But in Westchester, there's a lot of them. We could discuss this off air because it's you're wasting my time. <laughs> I just wanted to see I, I only have a finite uh, number. I wanted to see if I get you to cry. We get a, maybe together we could get a good cry out. Oh, I see. Oh. All right. So what um, else you got? What else? Bring us home. Bring us home. Uh, let me see what else I got. Well, so uh, I, you don't have to feel pressure. I can do it. I, I got, uh, I got well, a million of them. Well, what else do you have? Well, 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 my job. I mean, what I do for a living. You draw stuff. Yes. Well, it's funny because you used to say I draw Q-tips. Okay. Well, remember. why did I say that? Because you didn't know any better. No, no. But why Q-tips? Why not? Because Johnson & Johnson at the time was one of my big clients. And you... Actually, I, I remember you drawing Q-tips, so I wasn't crazy. I don't know like, if I ever drew Q-tips. No you, no, you drew... I remember a whole pack of Q-tips with faces on them. Like, you don't remember these? No. Yes, you do. You, <laughs> drew, you drew Q-tips. Well, I'm a so, graphic designer, creative director, art director. 
Now I freelance. I work for myself. Do you have, do you have a website for our listeners if they need a freelancer? I, do, I was hoping I can plug something. <laughs> I, probably, I feel like it's like a, a serious podcast. If I have a, a guest who wants to plug something. Yes, if anyone needs graphic design services, get in touch with Brian. And he'll forward, <laughs> I'll put it, to, you in touch. He'll forward it to me. Yeah, so you, you, you so just... I, that's what I've been doing for a long, long so time. So how, how do you get business out of that? Um, a lot of it's word of mouth. A lot of it was companies that I used to uh, work for. When I worked full time, uh, they've moved on and they need artists. Um, it's just you I consider yourself an artist. I do. I consider myself an artist too. An artist in what podcast? Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm an I just think it's good to call myself an artist. And I, and, and whatever I am, I'm an artist. In, I do in wear woodlock shirts. <laughs> that's not an that's artist. Right. I don't that's know right. what it is. By the way, we we were very excited when this year you went to two nights from one night. So Matt, um, you know, we we do the dad's kids trip. Matt's been going for many years, but Matt was kind of he would come for one night for and we would usually do two, but this year you came for two. Well, partly because it seems like it's winding down. So I you know, want to take advantage of yeah. as much as I can. And um and uh, actually when I was here for the shiver call Lon, the only time anybody gets to my house. <laughs> Lon, actually, I have to give him credit. Yeah, he was so sincere, wanting me to come for two nights. He, he made you come, and I, he he did it. He did uh, help help the cause. Yeah. So, what was your reaction? Did you do you? Did you and I you really don't even know the guy that well. <laughs> <laughs> Who I does? Don't know. But did, were you glad you came for two? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, because it's nonstop eating. I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> it was too much. And uh, but but your daughter and son liked it. They right? loved it. And um, and are you going to do two again? Um, I don't know. Play it by ear. By the way, Lon just it just popped up on the computer that's taping this. It was a text from Lon because he sends me like stuff he finds online, and he wrote people. Th- this article he flipped me was people over forty shouldn't work more than three days a week. Study says. And, uh, you know, we do this all the time. So he's right. And you don't work more than three days a week, do you? Yeah, I work five, five days a week. Well, I mean, is it really working when from yeah, home? Yeah, um, probably longer because instead of the commute, I'm sitting there working. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually probably working harder, believe it or not. I don't like to hear that. Yeah, but I, when you work for yourself, that's typically what you do. Okay. And now, speaking of work, what are you doing besides um, this? You know, I, I have many jobs. I'm, I... I um, I'm still working at my venture capital firm, and I'm working at a at a company in the Empire State Building. And, <laughs> I don't you know, know where that came from. And I, well, you didn't know that? No, we're uh, cousin Dave. Well, I, <laughs> he, he, I don't know where he got it either. Misinformation. But, you know, it might have been because I told him I started working in a place like that. Yeah, I'm working everywhere. Is what I'm doing is really the answer. Hmm. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, hopefully we're we're past the the this cleared up like the age. Situation. You know, the truth is, we've been calling you old, but it was always our mistake, right? We viewed you as old, but you're really just one of us, right? I. That's the way I see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's hard talking to you guys and bringing up references, and you don't know what I'm talking it's about. Like, you know, who's Jimi Hendrix? Who? No, who's I, Janet Joplin? I, right. I once said. I once mentioned Simon. The Beatles. I, I, I heard of I them. I once mentioned Simon and Garfunkel. You guys thought it was my lawyer. Simon who? You thought it was my lawyer. <laughs> You've been waiting for to use that line oh, all night. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. I don't uh, think we can do better than that, can we, to end it? 
Uh, no, not unless you want. No, I, I, I think it because of my age, you'd ask me about my... But I mean, you might want to go to take a nap now, right? No, no, no. You'd ask me about my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did ask some people. That would be too uh, obvious. So I always... The one thing I tend to ask everybody is, so what do you think of the experience? I knew I, that I would like it. <laughs> Who doesn't because like talking about themselves? To me, it was more like a roast. <laughs> but you didn't get we know we mostly roasted Jay yeah that's what I mean <laughs> I gotta dig here or dig there you felt you wanted some you know, revenge well, he, there was a lot of kryptonite jokes <laughs> <laughs> well the good thing is Jay can handle it right yes he's not a baby no no right he can handle it so um, Matt I'm gonna give you the last word topic sentence um, anything you wanna say um, I may have to go with uh, what would be on my tombstone. Well, what would be on your tombstone? <laughs> He's obviously <laughs> prepared. Okay, so Matt, if you could write your own tombstone, maybe you will. And hopefully it won't be f- for a long time. I mean, some people think it could be very soon, but what, what, what would it be? Because just in case, <laughs> you guys don't know what to put on there. <laughs> exactly. Let's hear it. Well, we really didn't talk about the Chiefs, which is a big part of my life as yeah, you know. yeah. but I am a big it's, chief fan so it would have something to do with the chiefs on sure there. and um, basically with what's going on now in those chiefs it would uh, be how here lies you know like the biggest chief fan and you know if it wasn't for this team you probably wouldn't be here that's right you would be alive longer they put, they've yeah, taken years off your they, life they've taken years off my life they put here me. they put me here way before my time by the way they make me so happy Oh, God. And, you know, we, we don't go at it, you and I, as much as you, Jay and I. But that team, thank God for the Chiefs. Never, God bless never the Chiefs. Ends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we should do a Chief podcast episode where we just go through oh my the last God. 20 years. I would have three of these sheets of paper. <laughs> All right, Matt. I think it's time for us to go out drinking with um, Dave and Jay. Oh, I, sounds good. I give you the last word. I would have to say go Chiefs. That's terrible. (laughs) That's all I got. Okay. Good night.